Oh my God. I just love peanut M&Ms. Oh, it's me, Cindy. Sorry. I know the M&M thing might come as a surprise, given how I talk about Oreo Thins. By the way, have you tried those yet? Adele says Janet loves the mint ones, so now I'm going to give those a sample. But wait, wait, wait. I was talking mm, I was talking about peanut M&Ms because I just happened to go to Walgreens the day after Valentine's Day and got a giant bag for half price. I could have held out longer in hopes of a bigger discount, but I wasn't willing to take a chance I'd still be there. You know that saying, a bag of M&Ms at half price is better than no bag of M&Ms at all? And they're practically a health food. Peanuts? Protein. But the bad news is the bag's almost empty. At least there's another big candy holiday right around the corner. I know Easter isn't just a candy holiday, but it also doesn't shy away from Easter everything in the candy aisles. And if I get lucky, I'll score big at the after Easter candy clearance as well. Say that five times fast. It'll be months before another opportunity like that comes my way again, so I'm going to have to take advantage. You know how I was telling you about how packed my refrigerator was? Well, I was thinking about that after I talked to you, about how that has to be some sort of psychological thing to calm or soothe or appease myself while this big social curtailment continues. I'm going to avoid the same old words and expressions we've been hearing too much of over the past year. I'm just going with social curtailment. Not that redefining it makes it anything other than what it is, but a change-up never hurts. Anyway, back to my packed refrigerator. Once I really started to think about it and realized that it wasn't beyond the realm of possibility that having a full refrigerator was providing a certain sense of security, like I think how some people felt about toilet paper to each his own. And then once I connected those dots, I started cutting back on how often I go to the store. And I cut back on how much food I was buying when I went. Great right? Well, I thought so. But in reality, it seems like I have done something which could be referred to as transference. Like it might be that rather than having resolved my need for some sort of visual or edible security blanket, I've just switched blankets. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I give you peanut M&Ms, Oreo Thins, dark chocolate Frangle Mints, milk chocolate Frangle Mints. I'm not picky. The box of Crunch and Munch I just bought at the dollar store because, hey, it was a dollar. How do you say no to that? The Duncan Hines dark chocolate brownies I just ate last night. I mean, I couldn't stop myself because it was on sale for 99 cents, even less than a dollar. So I bought that box, made the brownies, ate them. Not all of them. Give me a little credit. I have figured out what any clickbait headline would call a genius idea when it comes to brownies or cookies or muffins or anything I've been baking. In a bit of bargaining with myself, I've decided I could share the rest of it around the neighborhood with Claude and her family, Moses and Peggy, Lori. I don't usually include Jennifer's family because not only do they bake even more than I do, but what I'm churning out cannot hold a candle to what they're coming up with. Bread from scratch, cinnamon rolls, chocolate chip cookies with homemade toffee. I mean, come on! My brownies nearly blush in embarrassment, but I assure them they are still worth sinking my teeth into and sharing with my other neighbors. The best part, aside from the warm feeling of sharing and the fact that I am not eating an entire package of brownies by myself, is that it's starting to catch on. The other night, Lori, who lives on the other side of me, called to offer me meatloaf. She'd made an extra for me. How sweet is that? And then Dan and Ann, who live behind me, called to see if I was home because they wanted to drop off cupcakes to thank me for a cool just after the snow under a full moon photo I'd taken of their house. But really, this is working out just great. Except, you know when people were joking about the COVID-19 
Not only was I not gaining, I was actually losing five, six, seven pounds the first couple of months due mostly to the hunger-curbing adrenaline triggered by all the anxiety. Well, it's not lost anymore. It's back with a vengeance, which might be another reason why if I step back, I'm starting to look closely at a pretty obvious trajectory. Going from too stressed to eat, to hoarding food as a coping mechanism, to fill in my pie hole for comfort and consolation, and I guess I could slip the word compulsion in there too. Speaking of pie, here's what happened a couple of weeks ago. I put on water for tea, and when the kettle started whistling, I went back in the kitchen and poured the water, walked over to the fridge to get some milk, only instead I saw some pecan pie, or what was left of it, on the second shelf. So I walk over to the cabinet, grab a plate, a fork, and a knife, and as I turn back to head to the pie, I go, wait, I'm not having pie. I came for the tea. Yeah, okay, so obvious, right? (laughs) And now that I've put all this together... I'm going to have to stop cranking out baked goods like an elf in a chef's hat, avoid the candy and cookie aisle while shopping, and get back to just smearing some peanut butter on apple slices when I need a snack. At least it's not a bad snack as snacks go, but it certainly isn't a brownie either. I'm also going to have to muster up some willpower and find something to distract me from wanting to eat. Maybe more walks with Ruby. That would make one of us really happy. Or just spend a little more time outside because the weather's going to start to get reasonable any second, even if it's still freezing today. Even if I could just go sit on the back porch for a shot of nature, stare at that big silver gazing ball that came to visit, you know, the big gazing balls for gardens. I'm sure it got dislodged and sent flying during a windstorm we had a week or so ago, but I don't know where it actually came from. It was in the storm drain down the street when I was walking Ruby, and I I didn't want to leave it because I figured it would get smashed and then nobody could have it anymore. So I, I brought it home and I thought I could put up signs, you know, has anybody lost a gazing ball? But for as much as this makes me sound like I have some thievery in my blood, I think I'm just going to keep it. Yeah. But man, it's pretty. And I could tell myself that it was the universe sending me a special surprise gift. Okay, I I, I don't know. Hold on, I have another M&M. Anyway, the gazing ball could serve as a good distraction for me. For instance, it could help me keep my mind off the nearly empty bag of M&Ms. Damn. Sometimes a good distraction is just what you need to refocus your brain from food or whatever else is weighing on you. No pun intended. I could be out of M&M's any minute, but at least we've got plenty of episodes of the It's Me, Cindy podcast if you're interested. Feel free to subscribe. It's just me trying to learn something, share something, realize something, have some fun because you can never stop having fun or M&M's. Oh, no, I'm stopping M&M's. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you can never stop having fun, but you can stop eating M&M's if you put your mind to it. (sighs) Fingers crossed. Thanks for listening.